Hello, listeners. In this episode of Capital Calls, we welcome Johannes Rubini and Stefan Beal, managing partners at Sobira Capital, a firm that focuses specifically on the niche but thriving sector of direct secondary transactions in the European market. In this conversation, they lead us through their veteran experience as investors in this unique strategy and their formula for successfully sourcing opportunities. Enjoy this conversation with our host, Lucas Lane. And as a reminder, this is our publicly available interview. The full interview is accessible to accredited investors who are members of Palco. Johannes and Stefan, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to Palco Capital Calls. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Lucas. Of course. To start off with, why don't we talk about, you know, Sobera Capital's overarching investment focus? And, you know, in thinking about this and in thinking about secondary strategies, there are different ways and different subsets of secondary strategies. There's investing in LP stakes, there's investing into GP-led secondaries, and then there's what Sobera focuses on, which is exclusively on secondary directs. So I wanted to start with the question, why does Sobera Capital only focus on directs? So we decided quite a while ago to focus on secondary directs only compared to LP um, transactions, because one thing is that in secondary direct space, you have much less competition. So this is one important aspect. Less competition means also, because it's a niche, you're able to negotiate better discounts. We may come to that point later. And one thing is that we also think that secondary directs are important for a GP because as an active investor, which is Zubera Capital is, we can actually have major influence depending on the percentage, of course, we take in a portfolio asset. But usually we exercise our influence with regards to the strategy and with regards ultimately also to the exit strategy, exit route. This proof has had proven very well in the past, so being an active GP. And this is the major difference compared to a traditional LP secondary transaction. And one other thing is that we have no double layer fee structure. Uh, so this is an important benefit for, for the L- our LPs. It's, it's a very cost-efficient way to get access through us, basically, to the direct underlying assets. And maybe to add to this, we just chose to be a, a GP. And given that we have managed so far more than 100 companies sitting on the boards, we just said that's our competence to actively manage the underlying assets and not only to manage CLP stakes. And we like what we do. Yeah? And so we, we chose this uh, niche and uh, are active in this niche for more than 16 or 17 years now. And that's uh, it's proven to be successful. And uh, yeah, in the end, you have to like what you do. Yeah? And you know, now kind of thinking about uh, you've been doing this type of strategy, like you said, Johannes, for you know a good part of 16, 17 years in terms of just throwing out a few numbers from the track record here. So it does sound like, you know, you've managed to average a, a pretty low holding period, a holding period of less than four years. You've been able to get to exits quite quickly on a lot of the holdings, a very quick return on investor capital as well. So I think 
looking at uh, you know your track record in the past, reaching a DPI of one, you know, generally by year four um, of the fund's life. So, what what's allowed you to kind of achieve these types of metrics here? So it's uh, mainly two reasons. First reason is that when we enter into a portfolio company via an asset deal or via a portfolio transaction, then the seller has been invested usually for six, seven, eight, nine, ten years already. So this company, the specific company, is already financed for, for a while. And in case that we acquire a minority stakes, there might be co-investors, other financial investors, and the time just hasn't been right for the company to be exited via uh, trade sale or an IPO. Uh, and that means that uh, usually the company has already looked at the market. Is the time right? Is our setup right to be exited? And they decided no, or they even tried it and they failed in an exit process, uh, a trade sale process. And when we enter, then it's just the time to, to bring the company to a status where it's M&A ready is, is, is just limited. And sometimes uh, there's also a possibility that there are other investors which were active in the same pitch for the portfolio or for the single asset. And we can uh, sell the company back to back uh, to them. So an example, 2006, we acquired a portfolio consisting of 13 companies from a German bank. And uh, we were able to sell two value drivers of that portfolio to a competitor in the pitch for this portfolio back to back after three months. And we were able to repay the whole fund actually after not even six months and we were in carry already and kept the remaining 11 companies as pure upside what allows us to do so is or why why do we do this we could have stayed longer in those companies as well uh, because we want to take away the downside of a portfolio transaction that means if we are able to repay the fund with one quick deal we try to do so so the, the factor of time is always important for our performance. And that's, that's the second reason. So because we choose so, yeah, we are aware that sometimes uh, if you hold on for another five, six, seven years, you could receive a higher performance, of course. But uh, the, the, the complete arithmetics of transaction shows that it makes sense to take down the risk out of a portfolio transaction. Right. And who are typically the sellers who you're sourcing these deals from? You talked about just now, Johannes, uh, the example of the German bank from whom you acquired the, that portfolio of assets. But you know, besides banks, who are some of these other sellers that you're working with? Let's say the deal sourcing is done through mainly three major routes. So the majority of the qualified deals, and we are talking about qualified deals because we have a very stringent selection process, only 2% of the requests that we receive. So we re receive approximately two to three requests per day. So approximately 2% only of these become qualified deals. So we take a closer look at these assets or transaction opportunities. And out of these, approximately 65% come through 
very specialized intermediaries, brokers. Yeah? So approximately 20% come through our GP network. So from the selling GPs usually. And the remaining 15% come through selling GPs. So a group of selling GPs or individual LPs and uh, other sources. So that's that's the basically the, the sources. Yeah, so the typical sellers are could be either banks or let's say public institutions uh, like what, what Johannes mentioned. So this bank back in 2006. So we have strategics uh, like Bayer, Bayer Healthcare. So they sold a portfolio to us. It could be individual, let's say, yeah. So in, in, in individual shareholders who are looking for a successor solution. So there is various sources, yeah. So, but private equity, so typical funds that need to come to an or come to an end of their term. So these are, let's say, the typical situations. Yeah. So for this, that's for portfolio transactions. And for the single asset transactions, which we want to expand our strategy with. So this type of transactions that again could be an even broader source. Yeah. So we have here successor situations that, that we see a lot in our requests. Exactly. This was our publicly available portion of our interview with Johannes Rubini and Stefan Beal from Sobira Capital. The rest of the interview is exclusive to accredited investors who are members of Palico. The extended version covers Sobira's specific value creation mechanisms, types of LPs that stand to benefit from its strategy, and their competition as the overall market for secondary transactions increases. If you're an accredited investor, you can join Palico for free and listen to the rest of the conversation and other exclusive content like this. Head over to palico.com to apply. Palico is the leading platform for fund managers and investors in private equity, where LPs from single-family offices to large pension funds access PE fund investment opportunities and enjoy exclusive private equity content relating to those funds. 